Good morning, everybody. My voice is a little scratchy. I was out screaming free hot dogs yesterday. Um, If you don't know me, my name is Jessica Matthews. I'm nervous. I am a very grateful recovering addict and a very blessed born-again Christian. Uh, May 6th, I will celebrate five years clean off of methamphetamines and narcotic drugs. Uh, Today, I would like to share how I found God. Um, I believe I was living in the pits of hell. (laughs) And after service, if anybody has any questions or they want me to discuss or elaborate on anything, I'm an open book. My life is, uh, hopefully I can help save or encourage somebody else who has been in my shoes. And before I get started, I would like to start off with an amazing passage from the Bible It's Lamentations chapter 3, verses 25 and 26. And it says, The Lord is good to those who depend on him. So it is good to wait quietly for salvation from the Lord. And that's always been pretty pretty deep for me. I'm going to do a little backstory of my life, a very quick one. Uh, I was born in 1981 to a single woman who had an affair with a married man. I met that man one time when I was 13 years old. I haven't really spoken or seen him since. My little cousins and I were molested, raped, and made to do weird things when I was in the second grade by my aunt's boyfriend. When I told on him, I was called a liar, and he continued to abuse my family. My mother was a drug addict who moved me all across this countryside dozens of times, usually running from drug dealers who were angry at her. My mother, oh, uh, she became, wait a minute, that's next. I started smoking cigarettes when I was 10. I started smoking pot a year later, and then I started doing meth when I was 18. My mother became my biggest party buddy and my biggest toxic relationship. I have three kids with my first husband. The first two I lost when they were babies. They were adopted, all because I chose to do drugs. I entered into recovery the first time when I lost my kids, but I've, I've relapsed several times. I can say that NA really does work if you work it, if you want it. It is it, it, it amazing program. I met my second husband, who was abusive in all ways possible. He even tried to kill me once. Then there was the death of my grandfather, my hero. And that's when I started using a needle to do drugs and became what is known as a junkie. Something I am far from proud of, but is indeed a fact, is I started stealing money from my grandmother. This is how I became a felon. You see, my family showed me tough love and pressed charges against me and had me arrested. It was the best, the most amazing thing they could have done for me. I love them and honor them and respect them a whole lot more today for them doing that because I would probably be dead if it wasn't for that. In prison, I found a brand new life. I learned how to be a strong woman instead of a scared little girl, and I learned how to live for God. I was baptized, and I gained patience. The more patience... The more patient I was and the harder I leaned on God and the faith I had in him, 
the easier life became and the better my situation became, even in prison. I began to see God at work in all I did. I'd wake up with a smile on my face, and I enjoyed every waking moment that I had and and gained a brand new perspective and respect for life. I was released from prison. I transferred to Columbia, Missouri, where my family was waiting to give me a second chance. I worked hard. I successfully finished drug court and parole and was even able to have my record expunged, so I am no longer considered a felon. I met my amazing husband. We had Hunter, and I have started building this life in Rolla. Then came the death of my mother and our toxic relationship. And this death had the complete opposite on me than when my grandpa was killed, for the better. And last but not least, I found this amazing church with all of you amazing people. Now with that said, I would like to share the first real moment I turned to God for help and actually heard his answer. It was May 5th, 2014. I was homeless and hopeless and strung out and alone. I'd already been to prison once and was facing my last strike in drug court. And the only thing I could think about was how I was going to get more drugs. I was scared and unsure of my future, or even if I had a future. It was late at night when something hit me, almost like a brick to the face. And I dropped to my knees right then and there and asked God for help with my addiction and my situation. And I also asked for forgiveness for all of the wrong that I have done. I told him that I knew I wasn't going to like his help. For I knew there was only two ways out, jail or death. But that I was ready for either one. And I prayed and I cried while on my knees for quite a long time. And when I was done, I went to sleep and I had a sense of ease inside of me. So the next morning I woke up, looking right into my probation officer's eyes, with this nice shiny pair of handcuffs. And I couldn't help but feel relieved and, in a sense, very happy. I knew my prayer had been answered and that God was in control from this point out, just as long as I listened to what he had to say to me. Yes, I was on my way to do at least nine months in prison, but I knew that it was the only way to start over in life. And I intended to take advantage of every opportunity that was offered to me while I was there. Now, the thing is, when I surrendered myself that night, I knew that things were going to happen in God's time, not my time. Oh, how I wanted it to happen in my time, right now. Unfortunately, it's kind of human nature to have a sense of instant gratification. We want what we want, and we want it right now. And, uh, yeah, I still struggle with that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, anyways, I took every Bible-based class that was offered. I attended church services every day. And I just listened quietly and waited to hear the messages that were being given. And I could hear him very loud and clear. And as the days went on, I followed Jesus more and more. And with each new day, great things happened. So it's a little ratty. 
I have, I have been in it a lot. I used to sleep with it. I received this while I was there. It's a life recovery Bible, and I absolutely love it. It has all kinds of amazing extra stuff in it um, to help me understand the Bible stuff. Because coming into this so late in the game, you know, I'm 30-some years old, and it really helped me. And when I'm concerned or worried or I just need some guidance from above, I will take it, and I'll, like, take all my stuff out, and I'll hold it, and I'll pray. And I will pray for what and clear my mind. And I put that little mustard seed of faith, and I put all of my oomph that I have in my body into that. And I make that mustard seed of faith grow to this big, bad, magical ball of energy that just is all of my faith, knowing that when I open this book randomly, the answer to my prayer is going to be on that page. Every time I do this, it happens. Sometimes I don't like the answer because, once again... (laughs) But it's always, I always find an answer to what I am looking for. And I would like to share with you guys. This is um, attached to the book of Job. And it says, uh, There are times when we are so confused and overwhelmed by the pain in our life that we wish we could die. No matter what we do, we are powerless to change the things for the better. The weight of the pain and the sadness seems too heavy to bear. We can't see why our heart doesn't just break and allow death to free us, because that's where I was. Job felt that way. He'd lost everything. Even though he had always done what was right, his 10 children were dead. He had lost his business, his riches, his health, and all this happened in a matter of days. He was left with a sharp-tongued wife and three friends who blamed him for his own misfortune. And then Job chapter 6, verses 2 through 13. Job cried out, If my misery could be weighed and my troubles be put on the scales, they would outweigh all the sands of the sea. And oh, that I might have my request, that God would grant my desire. I wish he would crush me. I wish he would reach out his hand and kill me. I don't have the strength to endure. I have nothing to live for. Do I have the strength of a stone? Is my body made of bronze? No, I am utterly helpless without any chance of success. Job didn't know that the end of his life would be even better than the beginning. God eventually restored everything Job had lost and then some. Then he died an old man who had lived a long, full life. Even when, he, even when we are pressed to the point of death, there is still hope that our life will change. Our recovery could be so complete that the final lines written about us might read, At last he or she died after living a long, full life. We must remember life can be good again. So when I read that, I was very taken away. Today I can see I was in a sense like Job. I had lost everything. I had turned to God. And already my life is so much better than it has ever been. This version of the Bible had me hooked and I had to read more. Not just of the Bible, but all this extra stuff in it. I'm going to share one more thing. 
it connects the 12 steps of NA with the Bible, might I add. This is one of the reasons. So this says, we all want to recover as quickly as possible, and it's hard to be patient as we wait for the process to work. Sure, we realize that we didn't get to the difficult spot we are in overnight, and we understand that we cannot undo a lifetime of damage in just a few moments. But still, it is a challenge to wait patiently. Every part of the recovery process requires time and patience. This step also requires that we learn to wait for God. The prophet Isaiah gave us this promise. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. And that's Isaiah 40, 31. Jeremiah, Jeremiah said, The Lord is good to those who depend on him and to those who search for him. So it is good to wait quietly for salvation from the Lord. Waiting on the Lord has its rewards. We can remain calm when it appears that we aren't making any progress in recovery. As we learn to trust the Lord and wait on him, he will lift us up like wind beneath the wings of an eagle. God gives us the strength and stamina to bear up under the strain so that we won't faint or collapse under it. And as we develop patient faith in God, we will be able to endure to the end of the race and win. I also, besides this book, I, I went to you know, the library and read books like Hind's Feet on High Places by Hannah Hernard and Pilgrim's Progress um, by John Bunyan. Amazing books. If you haven't read them, I really, really suggest that you do. They were life-changing for me. They opened my eyes and mind to a whole new outlook onto life. They contributed to a new understanding in, of the meaning finding the silver lining. Since my release, I have continued to follow Jesus in all that I do, continuing to put my faith in him, and slowly in his time, with some roadblocks, my life has turned completely around. I have gained back trust from my family, the very ones that I wronged. They, they want me in their home and, and even uh, left me alone around their valuables. Like, that's some, that's some big for me. I have all my kids back in my life. My oldest two don't live with me, but they're, they were in my wedding last September. You know, like, that's big. A lot of people who lose their kids to adoption don't ever, ever get to see them again. I am very blessed. I met and married the most incredible man, and we have created life together, not just with Hunter, but the life that which we share together and with our loved ones. We own our own home. I own my own car. I own my own home bakery that is doing well. All just within five years of, of making that decision to turn to God and, and ask for his help. Someone told me once, that it was my best thinking that got me to prison, and they were right. So today I take a little longer making most decisions. If I do the opposite of what the old me would have done, then I'm probably headed in the right direction. 
Uh, one last thing. To stand here and say that I never think about doing drugs would be a lie. Because I do. Uh, you see, the stronger in Jesus I get, the weaker Satan's hold on me becomes. And the weaker Satan's grip gets, the harder he tries to pull me away from God. I can attest to this Thursday till this morning. He has done everything in his power to keep me from being right here. I, I just, I'll tell you about it <laughs> after service. But the devil lies and he... Uh, when I'm thinking about getting high, it's usually when I'm in a good place, you know. And he lies to me and says, just this once, you, things are going great. Things are going absolutely great. You can afford to do it just this once. Have a little break. You know, he tries to make me think of what kind of maybe good memories I might have had. Like, there really ain't that many. <coughs> and, uh, and he lies to me, and then I just, I can't accept that lie. I look around at what I've gained in the last five years, at my home, at my kids, at my husband, at my church family, and I just like rebuke you, Satan, in the name of my Lord, Heavenly Father, just go away, because I don't want him in my life. I have no time for him, and uh, that is all I have. Thank you.